Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's going on, everybody? Elliot Shore Parks here. Matt Lombardo. Day five on Radio Row, and I was saying this to you earlier. At the beginning of the week, it kind of felt like it was dragging, but now I can't believe it's already Friday, and this game is only two days away. Yeah, Super Bowl Friday, and Radio yeah. Row certainly has uh, reached peak levels this morning. And, Elliot, I got to say that you blink your eye, and this week was over. I feel yeah. like this year went so much quicker than covering the Super Bowl last year in Houston between the Patriots and the Atlanta Falcons. And in a lot of ways, it hasn't even really felt like the Super Bowl because we've done all the, you know, Radio Row conversations, and we've met uh-huh. all the, you know, analysts and former players and celebrities that are rolling through. But we've also been covering this like it's a regular Eagles week with interviews and availabilities. So um, the game's almost here. The season is almost over. And hopefully fans back in Philadelphia are soaking all this up because this is a uh, really unique and special team for sure. This has been a different week, but the good news is it's Friday. I'm on the No Huddle Show. That means it's preview time. This will be like our, what, 19th preview. So, I mean... This is the last one, so finally time to get to some X's and O's of this game. Uh, but before we do that, we of course want to start with the review, as we've been doing every day this week. We hit our 500th review, which we really appreciate from everybody. We're at 516 right now. Yep. And uh, I'll go first. So this review is from Keep It Coming by Banks5001. Five stars, of course. In season, it's my go-to for an honest assessment of upcoming games. Off season, it feeds my football withdrawals. Keep up the quality work, gentlemen. Awesome. So thank you very much for that. And Keep it coming this week we have. This is our fifth podcast in five days. Yep. So. And we've had a lot of guests and a lot of uh, Eagles yeah. players. Probably more Eagles players this week than we've had all year. Yeah. Um, mine's coming from Jesse1999. Uh, says, where I get my Eagles fix? This is a solid, no-nonsense discussion about the Eagles from guys who spend their days on the inside, talking to the players, coaches, and executives. If you're into screaming introductions, crazy hot takes, or emotional outbursts from fans who quote-unquote bleed green, this won't be your thing. But if you want some unbiased insight into the games and some interesting behind-the-scenes stories, give these guys a shot. So, to me, Elliot, that perfectly sums up what we try to do on this podcast. So, let's start with X's and O's. Let's get down into this game. You want to start on the offensive side of the ball for yep. the Eagles? You want to start on the defensive let's side? Let's start on the offensive side of the ball. All right, so let's talk about the Eagles passing game versus the Patriots secondary and their ability to stop Foles. So it's crazy to think that we're talking about a Super Bowl and we might give Foles the advantage in the passing game because just three weeks ago he, he looked terrible. I mean, yep. you know, coming before that Atlanta game, and we talked about it on here, but those final two quarters against Atlanta and then really all game against the Vikings, he looked absolutely great. Best game of his career, in my opinion. I mean, he was lights out. So his coming into this game, 141.4 yeah. passer rating, 78% yep. completion percentage, three touchdowns, no picks against the Vikings. 
I don't think we can expect him or anybody to play that well on Sunday against the Patriots. But, Elliot, I got to say, I, I love this matchup, and not just because of, you know, Foles versus the defense in general. I think you have a lot of favorable matchups within that. With Zach Ertz against Patrick Chung, I think you're going to be able to, you know, utilize Nelson Aguilar's speed down the field yeah. against a Malcolm Butler type of a, a corner. I think that you're in a, a really good opportunity here, especially now that they use these run-pass options for Foles to kind of use some deception to beat this Patriot team down the field. So the Patriots on the season are giving up an average of 250 yards per game passing. Uh, do you want to guess where that leaves them? Uh, I, I would say they're probably somewhere around uh, 12 or 13. No, 30th, okay. according to this website. There you go. All right. Well, that seems like pretty low for that. But um, the matchup I do like for the Eagles actually is Alshon if he gets matched up against uh, Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore, yeah. yeah. I'm not big on Gilmore. I mean, P PFF, who I do respect, and a lot of people don't, but they're not, they, he they have not been very big on him this year. Um, I think this is a matchup Alshon can win. And, of course, heading into the Super Bowl, I'm going to say I like the matchup for Alshon. So it only took 20 games. But uh, I think if they really try to get Alshon on the ball, and you saw Foles and Alshon really start to get on the same page last week. The deep pass that Foles, yep. that Foles had to him was great. The second touchdown was a phenomenal throw by um, Foles, and Alshon did a good job getting open. But... I think that that's a matchup the Eagles can really explore. Yeah, I think that Stephon Gilmore is as good as they come at the cornerback position, and he made an athletic play to swat the ball away uh, uh, in the AFC Championship game and knock down a Blake Bortles pass on fourth down to end the game. But I, I think that this is a matchup that, with everything else going on, the attention that's going to be paid to Ertz, the run-pass options where you're going to have to respect both the running play or the passing play on every snap, yeah. it's going to create some mismatches, and Doug Peterson has shown over the last month or so that he's done an excellent job of not only scheming Alshon Jeffrey open, but finding those mismatches and exploiting them. Yeah, I, I agree. And the thing is, too, that really impressed me about the about Foles games versus the Vikings, they did a good job putting it deep, which is something when they were really clicking earlier in the year with Wentz, they did a great job of. But when Foles initially took over, you know, against the Giants, against the uh, the Raiders, and his limited action against the Cowboys, they weren't doing a good job throwing it deep. Um, Patriots allowed 59 passes this season over 20 yards. So they're a secondary that you can beat deep. And I think that Doug's going to be a big part of this. Um, I think they can win their individual matchups, but Doug has to scheme some of these players open a little bit. And last week you saw that with the flea flicker, um, you know, getting Alshon open down the field. I think Doug will be able to kind of scheme this. And then it's really just up to Foles making the throws. I mean, we saw against the ja uh, Patriots versus Jaguars, there were throws there to be there to be made yep. for, for Bordos. He just couldn't do it. Yeah, no, I agree. And, I mean, we could talk all we want about Alshon Jeffrey, and I think that he's been a – he's unlocked this offense, especially in the postseason. But I look at Nelson Aguilar and his speed, and you move him around, whether it's on those jet sweeps, whether it's on end arounds, whether it's yeah. on rocket screens to him in the slot, getting him the ball in space in creative ways. It was critical to the Eagles getting a big gain against the Falcons. They did a nice job of getting the ball into his hands against the Vikings. And I think you have to make a concerted effort to get Nelson Aguilar involved in the game plan on Sunday. But I just want to talk about Zach Ertz for a second because he's Elliot, my dark horse MVP candidate in this game. Okay. And I love the matchup of him against Patrick Chung. I think that that's one where he can dominate. And, and I've written this a few times throughout the course of the week. Ertz had 11 catches for 135 yards in two playoff games. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he has 11 catches for 130 yards on Sunday night. And if he does, it's going to be real hard to keep the, the Super Bowl MVP out of his hands. And if he does that, that's going to unlock the entire offense. Yeah, no, I agree. So, all right, it sounds like in this matchup we're both going with the Eagles over the Patriots. Yep. Eagles passing game over the Patriots pass defense. Yes, correct. All right, so we're going to Eagles there. All right, let's talk about the run game. 
Um, Eagles, obviously, great job running the ball all season. Um, we talk about it each week. They just have the personnel to really run it against anybody. Uh, their offensive line, Brian Baldinger, that we had on earlier in the week, yep. uh, said they have the best offensive line in football. And that isn't just in terms of pat protecting the quarterback. That's in terms of run blocking as well. For sure. And their running backs are playing well. Um, and one component, I mean, it's not running the ball, but when we're talking about the running backs, I really think the running backs have a big have a chance to have a big game catching the ball out of the backfield. Yep. The Patriots linebackers struggle to cover running backs coming out of the backfield. You saw that against the Jaguars. You've seen it all season whenever you watch the Patriots. Um, Leonard Fournette, who obviously is a great running back, isn't great out of the backfield. He got open down the field a few times, and again, Bortles just blew it. If Foles plays at, a, at a, the level he's capable of playing up and the level he played last week, they'll make those throws. And Corey Clement's a guy I think can really hurt you him. You took but the words right out of my mouth. Corey Clement is yeah. their best pass catcher. He's their fastest running back. And, and he's a guy, along with Nelson Aguilar, that if you line them up in the backfield and hit them on a wheel route, that, that, could, that could open up a 15, 20, 25-yard gain. And yeah. I think that you know everybody talks about the value of Bill Belichick having two weeks to prepare and coming up with new wrinkles and new schemes. If I'm Doug Peterson, I'm going to unveil a, a pistol type of a formation where I have Corey Clement and Aguilar in the backfield, and I basically say, okay, I'm going to throw the ball. I'm going to throw it to either one of these guys. Yeah. You stop them. You make a play in the open field and take the speed away from them. And until pa the, pa the Patriots and Belichick counter, you know, I think that's a wrinkle that you might see unveiled and against the Patriots. That's really when, we, when it comes to the aggressiveness, the aggressiveness of Doug. That's what people have talked about all week, that when you play the Patriots, you can't coach scared, and people nope. don't think Doug will. And that's where you'll see it, with the trick plays out of the backfield, using the uh, running backs in different ways as pass catchers. So I do think there's a good chance of that. Now, just in terms of running the ball, yep. Patriots give up an average of 114.8 yards per game this season, 20th in the NFL, 11, 11 – um, Runs a season of 20 plus yards, so almost one per game in terms of you know teams breaking big runs against them. As I said when we started talking about this, Eagles are dominant on the ground. They've averaged 132.2 rushing yards per ground this season. Um, so I think they will be able to run the ball in the Patriots, and it really is key. I mean, look, running the ball is always key. You're never going to go into a game saying it doesn't matter if you run the ball, right. but especially in the Super Bowl and with Foles, you need to make sure you have another game he can lean on. You can't you know count on him to throw the ball 45 plus times and, yeah. and carry you to a win. So I do think that getting the running game established early is a big deal, not only for Foles, but we got to talk about just controlling the clock. Well, bingo. And the, what your last point, I think, is the most important point when you talk about the running game because the key to this game is limiting Tom Brady's opportunities, yeah. keeping Tom Brady off the field, churning up down clock, shortening the game, the same sort of thing that we talked about a little bit against the Falcons. And J.J. had a really gritty effort in that game, 54 yards rushing and kind of you know powered that offense. Listen, I think that the Eagles are going to have to play ball control in this game. I think that they're built up front along their offensive line with Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey and Stefan Wisniewski and Brandon Brooks. And Vitae has had two really nice games back-to-back. -back. I look at this right now, and I think that, you know, the Eagles blockers do a nice job of getting to the second level. I think they're going to be able to get downhill running the ball. Yeah. And let's not discount the fact that the Eagles have two very pissed-off running backs. Jay Ajayi yep. said and told me after the Falcon game, his redemption for being traded by the Dolphins and for being labeled the locker room cancer on the way out the door would come by winning a Super Bowl. LeGarrette Blunt can talk all he wants about, you know, being over New England and getting past playing for the Patriots. Look, he lasted until April in free agency. They didn't even make him an offer, and he signed a $2 million deal with the Eagles. That's added motivation right there. So I think yeah. that, you know, in the running game, it's all about attitude, and I think that the Eagles have the personnel and the mentality to run the ball pretty well on Sunday night. All right, so we're both – sounds like we're both going with the Eagles running game over yep. the Patriots run defense. Yep. So 
2-0 Eagles right now in terms of their offense versus the Patriots defense. All right, now here really is, I think the defensive line of the Eagles is a key to the game, but here's an absolute key to the game for the Eagles, protecting Nick Foles. Patriots defensive line, pretty good. I mean, no, they don't have an elite pass rusher. They're not the pass rush that the Eagles faced last week in the Vikings, but they do have 42 sacks on the season, which is more than Minnesota had. And I'm not saying that that means they're a better pass rush, but Patriots do a good job of when they actually get to the quarterback yep. of bringing them down. Um, what do you think of this matchup? Again, I mean, this is going to be a common theme here, and I'm really trying not to sound like a homer, but I like the Eagles' <laughs> offensive line. Yeah. I mean, I think that I agree with Brian Baldinger. I think that they have the best offensive line in the league, and they give up, you know, some pressures here and there. But last I checked, I think Nick Foles has only been sacked one time in two playoff games. Right. And, and I not think, very mobile either. It's not no. like he's making a miss. And I think that the Vikings' defense, and especially their pass rush, is leaps and bounds better than New England's. I think Atlanta is a faster defense than what the Patriots are bringing into Minnesota on, on Sunday night. So this is another one where I, I give the edge – to the Eagles' offensive line and the yeah. pass protection versus the pass rush. Yeah, I agree. I mean, look, like Baldinger said, they have the best offensive line in football right now. Jason Kelsey playing at all-pro level. Lane Johnson, how Pulevili Vitae yeah. even having a good game last week against the Vikings against Everson Griffin. He's been I'm, great ever since Wisniewski came back. Once Stephen yeah. Wisniewski came back and that playoff game against the Falcons was a really great game, probably a career game for Wiz, it might have been Vitae's best game as well, and he was really steady last week. So, yeah, I'll take I'll take the Eagles offensive line. I'll the, take Vitae. The, the one interesting matchup to me will be, I mean, look, Kelsey has just said playing at all pro level, not the biggest center. I mean, that's been well publicized. Malcolm Brown of the Patriots, yeah. uh, you know, he's a big dude. Not very tall, but he, he's heavy. I think he's like 330 or something like that. So that could be a potential matchup issue for the Eagles. But I think Kelsey's just so good at getting out in space. And I think you can exploit that with Malcolm Brown. I mean, you you know, put Kelsey, have him go to the side of the field, get the screen game going. He can beat Brown out there. So I do think I'm going to give the edge to the Eagles offensive line in terms of protect, protecting Foles over the Patriots defensive line. Yep. So. I mean, three for three here uh, in terms of the Eagles so far. So I'm going to go ahead and guess you're going to give the edge to the Patriots. I mean, the Eagles offense versus the Patriots defense. I am. Right. I am, especially because of the line of scrimmage. All right, so now we move to the Eagles defensive side of the ball, a side of the ball that's been playing really, really well as of late. I mean, only gave up seven points uh, last week or two weeks ago against the Vikings, and they only gave up ten points against the, Fal the Falcons. So they're playing at all pro level. Pass rush has been great. Secondary has been great. Here's the question. Are you as confident about them on a neutral field in the Dome as you are at home in Philadelphia? Um, here, this is kind of nuanced. Yes, I'm as confident with them on a neutral site away from Philadelphia because I've seen them have big games on the road before. Yeah. Uh, they did a really nice job in L.A. against Jared Goff. They did a really nice job uh, against the Redskins way back in week one on the road in a division game in a hostile environment. Uh, but, but here's the thing. I think the, one of the biggest reasons why I'm picking the Eagles to win this football game are because of, is because of the defensive line and how well they generate pressure with their front four and they don't have to blitz. But I don't think it's a, a monumental edge because of Tom Brady. Tom Brady's right. going to equalize everything, and that's why you know he's a four-time Super Bowl MVP. He's won five rings. So I guess I'm going to give the Eagles a slight edge because I think it's the biggest reason they're going to win the game. But I, I don't think that this is going to be – 
a blowout mismatch, right. if you know what I'm oh, saying. Well, let's talk about the Patriots passing attack versus the Eagles secondary. So, obviously, when you start with that, you start with Brady, and you everyone knows his resume. You just you know spoke about he's playing at all-pro level one, once again. How MVP. Do you feel about, how do you feel about the uh, Eagles cornerbacks versus the Patriots skill receivers? I mean, Patrick Robinson will be matched up against Amendola in the slot. Yep. Crazy to me that we're talking about that as maybe a benefit for that. I mean, you know, a match of the Eagles can win. But Robinson's been playing great this season. He's probably been their best cornerback. Amendola's the guy the Patriots really depend on. I mean, you saw last week against the Jaguars, not to keep bringing that game up, but I think you really saw a blueprint there of what the Patriots like to do. With no, we know when Gronk out of the game, and who knows how he'll be this week because of the concussion. No, Amend uh, no Edelman, which they've had all season. They really rely on Amendola. And I think Robinson has a good chance against them. Yeah, and you look at another matchup, Brandon Cooks against Ronald Darby. It's speed yeah. on speed again. And if they wind up, you know, lined up against one another, I think that you look at what Ronald Darby was able to do against Mohamed Sanu back in the divisional playoff game. And, you know, Sanu was virtually a non-factor that day. And that was one of those matchups that, you know, we thought could help decide the game because right. of how many weapons the Falcons had. And Darby held him to three catches for 50 yards. Now, Brandon Cooks, is a faster version of Mohamed Sanu, but Darby has claimed and backed it up that he's the fastest cornerback in yeah. the league. So that that's the one matchup that I really like is Darby against Cooks. And, you know, it's going to come down to Elliott this game in terms of the Eagles defense. One, of course, how they're able to contain Brady. But number two, what they're able to do against Rob Gronkowski. Because if Gronk yeah. plays, which there's no reason to believe he won't play after being cleared from the concussion protocol on Thursday, if Gronk plays, he's going to be the focal point of the passing game. And you're going to yeah. you know, have to probably isolate Malcolm Jenkins against Rob Gronkowski. And that's a really good matchup. That's yeah. a really good matchup for the Eagles because Malcolm Jenkins is one of the premier safeties in the National Football League. He's done a nice job against the tight ends. The Eagles have done a nice job containing tight ends all year. But Gronk's a different beast, and that's going to be one of those things that I'm going to be zoned in on throughout the so night. So I agree that it's a good matchup for the Eagles. I mean, look, if you're going to try to contain Gronk, Jenkins is a guy you'd want to try to do it. But I can't sit here and say I think the Eagles have the edge in that just because, I mean, Gronk might be the best tight end of all time. He's a huge playoff performer. He's always shown he's able to get the job done. And Jenkins, for as good as he is, excuse me, struggled a little bit against Travis Kelsey in week two. Um, led up a few big plays to him. The Eagles did lose that game. Kelsey ended up with the long catch down the sideline and the touchdown late yep. in the game. And, you know, Kelsey's probably the closest player in the league in terms of uh, skill set where, uh, you know, in terms of Gronk. So I think that'll be a tough matchup for the Eagles. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they put more than just Jenkins on him, maybe, you know, had someone lean towards his side or something like that. But the other matchup I think is going to be a tough one for the Eagles, I think this could be a tough game for Jalen Mills. Just because the Patriots receivers, one, they're all pretty quick. I mean, even Chris Hogan has pretty good speed. And they're just tough to cover. I mean, they're all great route runners, um, which is something the Eagles – cornerbacks really struggle with so yep. Brandon Cooks I think could be in for a long I mean uh, Darby could be in for a long day against against Cooks and I really think Jalen Mills is going to be an issue too I mean we had on uh, uh, Baldinger earlier in the week no sorry it was Adam Kaplan earlier yep. in the week and he said he thinks Brady's going to throw the, the ball 45 plus times that's a recipe for disaster for the Eagles because uh, yeah I guess you would you would prefer to have you know shut the run down the run game down but you don't want Brady throwing the ball that much and I really think the Eagles cornerbacks are going to struggle so I'm going to have to give the edge to the not just because of Brady yeah. but just because of the matchups in terms of receivers and the tight end I'm going to give the matchup to the Patriots passing attack versus the Eagles and, pass defense. And, and, I, and I I think it's pretty much a push and, and I probably lean Patriots here but the biggest thing with Tom Brady is you don't want him to have the ball in his hands late in the game, either with the lead or nursing a one score. Yeah. I'm trying to get back from one score deficit. So to me, 
I, I think that this is what it's going to come down to. It's going to come down to the Eagles having the ball last and not giving Brady the chance with any time on the clock to drive down the field. All right, so we're both giving the edge that, uh, to the Patriots there. Let's talk about the – I mean, let's just – you know, the key to the game right here. Let's talk about the Eagles' pass rush against the Patriots' offensive line. So, clearly, look, from the minute this game started, we knew the key was going to be the defensive tackles of Fletcher Cox and Timmy Jernigan getting pressure up the middle. Jernigan, I mean, we'll see. Today's Friday. We'll see what he does in terms of practice. Again, Friday is a lighter day, though. Yep. So if he does take part, I wouldn't say that's a sign that he's completely, you know, feeling better from this illness that, you know, it sounds silly to think a sickness would really keep this guy out of the game, and right. I don't think it will. But he didn't practice last Friday. He didn't practice Wednesday. He didn't practice Thursday. Doug has said to the pool reporter that he's confident that uh, Jernigan will be able to play. Obviously, he's played all season. So this isn't something where you have to um, – worry about him not knowing the defense and or even like so, that. And even so, Bo Allen has taken a significant amount yeah. of snaps the last couple of weeks and done a really nice Played job. Very so well. I, I think that Jernigan will play, and I think that Fletcher Cox and Tim Jernigan or Fletcher Cox and Bo Allen are the biggest reasons why the Eagles are going to win. Because, you know, no matter who we talk to this week, whether it was on the podcast, players on the Eagles roster, former players, just analysts that we see around town, everybody has said that the key to beating Brady is getting to him without pressure, right? Yeah. Without without blitzing without sat, him. Without and, blitzing, and, yeah. and, you know, Brady has a passer rating of something like 93.4 against the blitz. But the Eagles don't need the blitz to bring pressure. And, right. and a lot of Patriots players who I talked to yesterday said the same thing, that the biggest challenge about playing the Eagles is that they'll get to you and they'll pressure you without blitzing. And it's very unique because not many teams have the ability to do that as well as the Eagles do. And that's because you have Brandon Graham and, and Chris Long swarming off the edge of the defensive end spot. Fletcher Cox is an all-pro defensive tackle who specializes in getting after the quarterback. And Jernigan played at a pro ball level for most of the year. And they have three guys along that yeah. line with five-plus sacks. And the depth is really is the key because, again, and I've said, I've said this, but I'll repeat it, the Falcons had the Patriots beat last year because of the pass rush. They were getting pressure. They had Brady rattled. They just didn't have the depth to keep it up. The Eagles have the depth to keep it they up. They do. The Eagles have the ability, once they get uh, Brady rattled, to keep them there. So I, I really like this matchup. But the last key I'll say about this is, look, Jernigan, Cox, Boal, they're going to get pressure up the middle. Brady's going to have to move out of the pocket. The Eagles defensive ends are good at getting pressure. They're good at, you know, not get it when they get there, making a play on the ball. They've got to be better at just bringing Brady down. They're not a team that's great at finishing the play when right. they get to the quarterback. I agree. And so it's going to be on Brandon Graham, a guy that a nine-and-a-half sack this year, never been a double-digit sack guy. I mean, outside of Chris Long, I'd imagine some point of his career, the Eagles have never had a double-digit sack guy of this current roster on the end. So they're going to have, when they get to Brady, they got to bring him down. If they just do this where they pressure him and he's getting the ball off, it's going to be a long day because, as we said, I really think the Eagles secondary – is going to have a lot of issues with this Patriots passing offense and their and their weapons. Yep, no, I, I agree with that. If you get there, you have to get home or you have to strip the ball or you have to make some sort of play because pressuring them is one thing, but hitting him is another. And even if they don't get the sack, if you knock him around, if you hit him as he's getting rid of the ball and you beat him up, maybe he starts to see some ghosts. Yeah. Maybe he starts to force some things. And again, he's won four Super Bowl MVPs for a reason, but he's not unbeatable. He has lost two Super Bowls to the Giants. Yeah. Right, and it's been because of the pass for us. So, yep. all right, we're going with the Eagles. I mean, listen, I know I am. I'm assuming you are too. Eagles defensive line over the Patriots. Yes. Yep. All right. So, well, let's see. Now running game. Running game is the next one we got to do. And, Hi and I can tell you it's going to be another check mark for the Eagles because yeah. as well as the, the Patriots do a really nice job of getting Deion Lewis involved both as a pass catcher and a runner, Eagles have the number one rushing defense in the league, and they allowed only 79.6 yards on the ground per game all season. So – 
the same things that we said about the defensive line holding the keys to beating the, the Patriots through the passing and, game, it's even exasperated against the run. And this is one area where, look, I mean, not having Jernigan at, at 100% is going to impact the game all over in terms of the pass rush and all that. But Jernigan is one of the main reasons the Eagles went from a good run defense last year to the best run defense this year to the team that nobody's been able to run the ball on. And that's going to, I mean, if he's not playing at 100%, it's going to be, and it's going to hurt the Eagles' run defense. Bo Allen's a good run stopper, but he's not Jernigan. Jernigan's one of the best run stopping defensive tackles in the NFL. So, I mean, the Patriots this year, they were a top 10 run offense. They're able to run the ball. Um, as you mentioned, they like to use their guys a lot as receivers out of the backfield. But the Eagles were the best run defense in the NFL during the regular season. And yep. I think that they'll be able to, uh, once again, shut down the Patriots' running attack. So, really, when it comes to the Eagles' defense versus Patriots' offense, going to come down to the pass rush as we kind of you know predicted coming into this if they if they get to Brady I think the Eagles defense could hold this Patriots offense to under 20 points if they get time I think you could be looking at 30 plus points because look at these Eagles last few games on the road they struggled against the Seahawks on the defensive side of the ball they struggled against the Rams on defensive side of the ball got lit up by the Giants one of the worst offenses in the NFL on, you know on the road so pass rush is going to be key if it's not there this could be a really long game for the Eagles defense but Overall, where are you going? Patriots offense, Eagles defense. Uh, you know, this is this is so tough for me because <laughs> I, I I can't pick against Brady, right? right. And I think that Tom Brady well, sounds like find you're about to pick against him in a few in, minutes. In the in the game, sure, but I don't. I, I think the Eagles defense is one of the reasons why they win the game, but it's not. Again, I don't think they're going to have a dominant performance. I think they're just yeah. going to be just good enough. Um, I, I guess I'll give a slight edge to the Eagles defense, and I'll, I'll lean that direction. So I, I, I'm going to, again, it's not a slam dunk. I got to go with the Patriots offense just because they have, you know, the quarterback, obviously Tom Brady versus secondary, and uh, I don't like the matchup against the of the receivers versus Eagles secondary. But here's the thing. I think the, the difference in that matchup, I think the Eagles offense is way better than the Patriots defense, yeah. whereas I think, you know, the Patriots offense versus Eagles defense is much more of a push. So, yep. all right. I, I, if, if I could, you know, make it a push, I'd give it a push. Yeah, we don't do that. We here. don't do that here. We have to have, you know, exactly. hot take, hashtag that's fire. That's right. Yeah, that's yes. right. So, okay. So, do you want to do coaches? Absolutely, um, I want to do coaches. Right. I think you got to go Bill Belichick here, but I I also think that Doug Peterson's a worthy adversary of Bill Belichick, and I think that it, this is a much closer matchup than anyone thinks. All right, so before we get into uh, our final prediction, we're gonna have Daniel Jeremiah of NFL Network come on, talk about the game, talk about the X's and O's, now you know, see what he thinks. I've been surprised all week. He'd be a great person to talk about with the coaching matchup. So we're gonna bring him on right now. So here we go. We're here with. Daniel Jeremiah of NFL Network and breaking down this game from all angles. First of all, how's your week in Minnesota been? It's been great. This might be the nicest people on planet Earth uh, here in Minnesota. I, I've never seen anything like it. I've had more people come up to me. They tap you on the shoulder, and it's not like, who do you think is going to win the game? Or this. It's a, you having a good week? And yeah, like, exactly. These people, I want to adopt all these people. They're so nice. Yeah, bring them back east where, yeah. you know, we could, you know, increase the niceness factor <laughs> a little bit. So let's dive into this game right away. And one of the things I'm looking forward to is the chess match between Bill Belichick and Doug Peterson. Yeah. Belichick, obviously, uh, one of the greatest coaches of all time in any sport. And Doug Peterson has had maybe one of the, the greatest seasons or at least greatest months of a head coach in NFL history. How do you see this thing playing out between the two coaches on Sunday night? Well, I think you're going to see it's going to be fascinating to watch how they come out and it's going to be fascinating to watch how they adjust to one another so uh, my expectation from Bill Belichick in this game is you know trying to figure out what he's going to try and take away from the Eagles 
all, all the RPO slants and different things, those easy layups that get Nick Foles in a rhythm, I think they're going to try and disrupt that. I think they're going to come up, you're going to see this defense get nose-to-nose, -nose, press and try and reroute these Eagles receivers and take away some of that rhythm, which I think they're daring Philadelphia to just get up over the top of them. And I think Doug has shown he's not scared. He's going to be aggressive. So I think early to do that with Ertz and with, with uh, Alshon Jeffrey. Aguilar, Aguilar can get on top and Torrey Smith can get on top. So. I actually think we might see some fireworks early in this game. I think you could see the Eagles take some deep shots early in the first quarter. Yeah, and that would be a lot of fun, and it would certainly set the tone for yeah. maybe a, a similar game to what we saw last year. Um, give me the one key for the, the Patriots to win this game over the Eagles. I just think if they can just hold up up front, you know, that's their biggest key. And when I, when I talk about them, you know, blocking the Eagles, what the Patriots like to do is they're going to run their tempo, they're going to run their pace, they're going to get the ball out quick for the first two, three quarters. And then when your tongue's dragging and your pass rush slows down, they'll pay that off down the field. So to me, the Eagles' defense is about numbers, not names, just having a bunch of different guys they can roll through there, which they do as well as any team in the league, keeping everybody fresh when you get in the fourth quarter. You're not missing those tackles like we've seen, you know, Atlanta, where they, they, the way they wore down last year. I thought even Jacksonville missed some tackles in the second half of that game. They didn't miss in the first half. So staying fresh is going to be big. And for the Eagles to win the game, obviously I think it starts up front with both lines. Is that what you agree? Do you see there's a different key to them getting this thing done? Yeah, I mean, they need to dominate. I mean, they have better personnel up front on both sides. So they need to cash that in and dominate at the line of scrimmage. And then I think offensively for them, being able to run on the perimeter, I think is going to be a big option in this game. I think they'll have a lot of space out there. I don't think you want to bang your head inside the tackles all game long. And I think a guy like Corey Clement could step up and be big in this game, getting him on the outside. Yeah, he could be the X factor, but yeah. they also have two really angry, dominant downhill running yes. backs in Jay Ajayi and Garrett Blunt. Both kind of are carrying grudges into this game. Yep. How much does that factor in? And if you're the Eagles, do you want to, as you said, try to get those fireworks going early? Yeah. Or do you want to ground and pound? Because you have the running backs to do it, and if you ground and pound and you run the ball effectively, now all of a sudden that limits the time that Tom Brady has to be out there. Well, I think you're going to see him again. I think some of those early shots try and loosen them up a little bit, take sure. some people out of the box, and then I think you'll see them start to hammer away in the run game. But I actually think this is one of those games where you come out and try and throw the ball a little bit early and see if you can stretch this defense out, and then you bring the hammer and start running the football. Big picture for the Eagles. Obviously, this has been a special year because of all the adversity they've overcome, and to get to this point without Carson Wentz and with yep. Nick Foles, win or lose, it's one of the great stories yep. in recent NFL memory. But from an Eagles perspective, this is a pretty significant injury that Carson Wentz is trying yeah. to come back from, and part of what made him so special was his elusiveness in the pocket, yeah. his mobility, his escape ability. How do you see his game changing, or how do you think that he as a quarterback has to evolve? Because you're a quarterback guru um, who knows the position in and out. What does Carson Wentz have to do differently? How much do you think he has to or will change starting next year? Well, I think he can still run. I think you don't take that away from him. His ability, his strength inside the pocket is what's his best attribute, to be able to shake off guys. To me, it's just then as a runner, when you do decide to run, just do a little bit better job of protecting yourself. Don't let those hits accumulate. Uh, over the course of the season so dang competitive that I don't think you're ever going to stop him from moving around and I don't think you want to but if you can just work on continuing to be you know, a little bit more mindful of getting down not taking that punishment but I look at I know it's a significant injury and you get both those ligaments like that but man I, I'm not betting against that kid there you go I uh, can't let you off without yeah. uh, making a pick on the game how do you see it playing out every Patriots Super Bowl ends in a close fashion and nine times out of ten or I guess I should say five out of seven it ends up in their favor but 
I, I'm, I'm just crazy enough to go the other way. I'm picking the Eagles 31 to 28. I think Nelson Aguilar gets a touchdown inside two minutes, and they and they find a way to get it done. There you go. It's Super Bowl parade in Philadelphia this week. <laughs> Daniel Jeremiah is uh, calling it. Uh, Daniel, you're one of my favorite followers on Twitter, especially Thanks, around draft time. Everybody, give him a follow at Move the Sticks. Daniel Jeremiah, appreciate a couple I minutes on the Auto hey, Show. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks, man. All right, so there you have it, Elliot. Daniel Jeremiah is picking the Eagles and yeah. thinks we're going to be covering a parade. You know, what's your fun, you know what's funny about his pick? Everybody we've asked this week says the same same type thing. They go, oh, man, it's tough to pick against Tom Brady, but I'm going to do it. Right. So the Eagles are underdogs in this game. though. You know, they are underdogs, obviously, on the line. They'll wear the underdog masks. This whole idea that no one's picking the Eagles is not true. I no, mean, when I you agree. talk to people this week, people think the Eagles, if they're not picking them, they think they have a real shot. People definitely respect what the Eagles have done. They were impressed with what they did against the Vikings. So this whole idea that they're going to be huge underdogs to me is just wrong. So, all right, we have his pick. Throughout the week, we've heard picks. I don't think – we talked to anybody that picked the Patriots? Uh, I think Adam Kaplan, Adam Kaplan picked did. the Patriots. Oh. Dan, and, Duggan Dan Duggan covered Giants the Super reporter. Bowl for us. He covers the Giants. He picked uh, the New England Patriots in this game. But yeah. uh, Steve Politti has like a thousand reasons why the Eagles <laughs> will blow out the Patriots on the site today. My pick goes live tomorrow. But let's let's hear who you got. Who you? All who? right. So when they first found when I first found out it was the Patriots, I was pretty confident the Eagles were going to win. I thought they matched up great. The as we've talked about the defensive line all over the ball. Really, I think the Eagles. Have a lot of matchup, a good thing. Uh, they have a lot of favorable matchups. The one thing that really concerns me about this game is the time off. I really do think that the fact that the Eagles aren't used to the two weeks, they're not used to the, you know, the um, prolonged workout time before the game. They're not used to the long halftime. The Eagles are creatures of habits. They really, really this season have shown that when they're, you know, they're doing Sunday to Sunday normal week, they're tough to beat. When they have something thrown their way, they just don't play that well. I mean, even the Falcons game, they didn't play that good. And I know I've harped on this a lot, but I really do think it's a big deal. So I think this is going to be a very close game. I think that if the Eagles played this game last Sunday, they played it in Philly, they would maybe blow the Patriots out. Blow them out? Yeah. The fact it sounds like you're going the other way, though. <laughs> well, all right. So the fact that it's in a neutral stadium, I think, hurts the, hurts the Eagles. Time off hurts them. I think they have matchup problems in the secondary. Tom Brady, I saw, la I saw it with my – I've seen it with my own two eyes twice. It's just impossible to beat this guy in the Super Bowl. I saw the Seahawks blow it on the last play. I saw the uh, Falcons blow the 28-3 lead. I've seen it. But I just can't pick against the Eagles. I just can't do yeah. it. I can't do it. I think they have enough things where you can rationalize it, and then I think the X factor goes to them. And the other thing I'll say is this. Patriots' dynasty is ending. They're having the coordinators leave. You read the ESPN articles. Dynasties very rarely end on a high note. And I think this is the end of it. And I wrote about it after the game last Sunday that I believe we're on the cusp of seeing a change of the changing yeah. of the guard in the NFL, and, and that changing of the guard is the Eagles. And, and, and not, again, yeah. you know, you look at this Eagles team, and there are a lot of questions around Carson Wentz and the quarterback he's going to be when he comes back. But Doug Peterson has shown through this year that even with Nick Foles, he can scheme his quarterback to be very productive and very efficient at the position and put up some big numbers and win some big football games against tough competition. Right. So I just look at this right now. And I think the Eagles win the game. I think it's decided by the play of both lines. I think it's going to be close. I think it come, could come down to a Jake Elliott field goal at the end in walk-off fashion. I like the Eagles, Elliott, 27 to 24. All right, I'm going with the Eagles, too. I'm going Eagles 24, Patriots 20. It's going to be a nail-biter. I think they'll be, they might fall behind early. I think they'll heat up, though. The pass rush, the depth they have there will really show in the second half. 
picking the Eagles, which means, Matt, we started this podcast, OTA's training camp. Yep. We started the preseason, week one. We just picked the Super Bowl, and we picked the Eagles to win it. And we're going to be doing a post-game pod from the Super Bowl, yep. win or lose, right? I yep. mean, that's and maybe that's from a, the parade. Maybe from the parade. <laughs> maybe, maybe we will live pod from the yeah, float. Right. So, all right, man. Uh, this is it. This is it. This is it. So it's two been more a fun days. Ride. It's been a fun ride, Eagles fans. Look, no matter what happens on Sunday, we'll talk about it after the game, good or bad. It's been yep. an amazing season. And Matt, I'll talk to you after the game. Everybody enjoy it, and we'll talk to you from U.S. Bank Stadium. <laughs>